Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's going on, my fellow sluts, my fellow whores, and hello to the tramps, floozies, and strumpets. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Strumpets, who am I? Shakespeare? What's going on? Hi, everybody. How are you? I hope you've been doing just fine. If you're new to this show, uh, the Man Whore Podcast, a sex-positive quest for love. It's a show where I, your host, comedian Billy Presida, I sit down with uh, ladies from my sexual past, and we talk about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, relationships. Occasionally, we also discuss why I'm still single. Always a fun time. This week's guest, though, is a is a very special guest, my good friend Jefferson. Just one name, one word. It's like Madonna, but um, with way more whips and butt plugs and shit. Jefferson, um, how do I say this? Organizes orgies. And we will talk about that soon. I thought he would be appropriate to have on this week because this Saturday, I'm actually going to my first bona fide for boning sex party. It's my first real orgy. And I'm, I'm going with a date, a lady, uh, a lady I've been, I've been dating, sleeping with recently. I don't know. Don't know what to call it. Um, casual, that's what she said. I just, I, I, I just got home, actually, uh, from having the what are we doing conversation with my unnamed lady companion it's funny she brought it up i'm normally the one to go like what are we doing can we talk about this can we just can we overanalyze please our situation that, that's normally me but no she brought it up and then instantly regretted it and she was not it was a good conversation to have uh especially before going to an orgy together so no but it was good it was positive uh so i'm, I'm happy how that went she started the whole chat with listen sometimes I just want to punch you in the face. And then other times I love hanging out with you. I may have just paraphrased loved hanging out with me, but she said it in some form. That conversation is always good to have because you, know, you also have to have this type of a conversation when you go to a sex party. Communication is very key when it comes to relationships or sex or whatever it is. They're, it's never fun. It's not usually sexy. It's not usually an enjoyable conversation always. But it's good to have because it just prevents so much shit from happening later. So yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty excited about that. It should be interesting. It's my first time. Uh, guys, I want to bring uh, y'all's attention, before we get to Jefferson, I want to bring your attention to this really cool Indiegogo campaign I found. Um, I'm not being paid for this. I just I think it's really great and awesome. It's called PDID, Your Personal Drink ID. What it does is they've discovered, like, they've figured out some sort of technology. These dudes in Canada, leave it to the Canadians, good for them. These, these Canucks up there, they, they came up with this thing. It looks like a little thumb drive, like a dipstick, and you dip in a drink and it tells you uh, if your drink has been drugged with anything. It, so it basically detects if, you know, your drink has been roofied. I think it's a phenomenal idea and it links to your smartphone. So like you dip it in and then you open up the smartphone app and then it'll tell you what it's detecting. 
I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. I think it really should get everyone's support. They're trying to raise $100,000 in the next 24 days. They've already raised, as of this recording, over $18,000. Uh, they'd really like to get this thing going. If you if you donate at least $75, you'll get your own PDID uh, right off the assembly line. So I think it's a good call. I think it's a great cause. I think it's a great concept. I think it'd be good to have this. I know I'm going to be donating and I'll be giving my PDID to my baby sister who's in college and goes to parties and is can sometimes be a bit of an oblivious gal. So go check that out. Go to Indiegogo.com and then search PD.ID or uh, check the, the show notes either on your phone or on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this. Check the show notes. I'll put a link to the campaign in there. I think everyone should check it out. Also, just to remind everybody, this Friday, August 8th, I will be at Comics at Foxwoods Casino and Resort in Connecticut competing in the in a stand-up comedy competition. Uh, if you want to come out to that, it's at, the show's at 10.30. Uh, if you want to come out, tickets are only $10, and then you got to buy like two drinks. Not a big deal. You can buy tickets at www.lastcomicsstanding.com. That's comics spelled C-O-M-I-X. Come on out. Support the horror. Uh, hit me up on, on Twitter or through email and let me know you're coming. We'll play some, play some blackjack or shoot craps before. Be a good time. Uh, I'll also be at Levity Live at the Mic'd Up show on Sunday, August 24th at 7 o'clock. Coming out to that, that's in the Palisades Mall in West Nyack, New York. I'll be doing a uh, featured guest spot over there. That'll be fun. Boston, got a couple dates in October coming up. Uh, October, Thursday the 2nd, I will be at Improv Boston on the Naked Comedy Show. Yes, that is exactly what you heard, is a comedy show where the comedians are naked. Gonna rock out with my cock out, quite literally, Come on out, that show's at 8 o'clock, and then on Thursday, October 9th, I will be at the Comedy Studio in Cambridge, a uh, lovely little club around Harvard Square, it's, uh, that's, I believe, at 8 o'clock. Lovely opportunities to come uh, see me out in New England, and I will be sure to keep you guys updated if anything fills in in between that time. Uh, and now for this week's guest, Jefferson. Jefferson is my first uh, penis-wielding guest, everybody. Yeah, uh, I have not hooked up with him. He is here as just a special guest. Uh, I met J- Jefferson organizes these like group sex stuff, man. He is like he's a sex educator, a sex blogger, a storyteller, an orgy organizer, a group sex guru. And I wanted to have him on the show this week uh, as I prepare for my first party, uh, which he regrets he will not be at. He knows the party I'm going to. And we talk about this thing he runs in New York specifically, which is how I know him, this thing called the Bukaki Social Club. If you don't know what a Bukaki is and you're at work, do not Google it right now because you will then no longer have a job at which to Google Bukaki. Uh, wait till you get home, or you're about to hear it on this episode. Jefferson explains it, and he or <laughs> so he organizes these things um, and has these lovely ladies who like to please a large group of men or male-identified bodies, as he calls them. He's even more progressive than I am. 
Super fun, so let's get to it. Uh, before we do, I just want to throw this one thing in here. Hey, I know some of y'all are not on the mailing list. I know you go to the website and you're like, hey, this is just a landing page. I get it. Big things are in the works. But I got to tell you, I've got some big news coming out about the Man Whore Podcast this weekend, at, at the end of this week. And if you want, and I'll be telling you next week on the show, but if you want to be the first to learn of the news, go over to www.manhorpod.com. Sign up for the mailing list because then you'll be the first ones to know what I've got going on right now. Super fun, pretty fucking awesome shit. I'm really excited to share with y'all. I think you guys will love it. And you know what else you're going to love? My good friend Jefferson. Let's have a listen. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. <laughs> Sorry, I can't take it seriously now. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone, you don't know this, but this is my second time trying to start up this uh, podcast episode. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, welcome. We have got my first man on the show. A fellow man whore by the name of Jefferson. He's a fabulous fellow. Uh, he, uh, he runs a, a great blog called One Life Take Two. Nailed it. Uh, he's also, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, a, a sex educator and mm-hmm. a storyteller. And uh, does sto- sex storytelling shows all over the East Coast. Uh, runs a lovely sex storytelling open mic at the Delancey here in New York City every other week called foreplay and his uh his show his storytelling show he does is called bear guys say hello to jefferson thank you so much for that overwhelming introduction <laughs> and this deluge of love that i'm feeling from your wonderful audience you are the, you're the most beautiful audience in all of podcasting thank you all for listening and it's nice to be here with billy um Je- jefferson, you were uh blowing my mind so i've known jefferson several years now uh since like right after I graduated college, we were saying before you kind of were. Uh, I, w- would you say you were to you were my John the? I'm 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 the uh, the John the Baptist to your Savior finally arising. I mean I just I I've been out there toiling the fields. We were all waiting for you. It's so I'm a man whore waiting for the arrival <laughs> of the the main man whore. Right. Right. Jefferson played a de- has played a significant part in my anointing of uh, <laughs> alternative meetup group thingies. Uh, I don't know what to call them, but yeah, he he also to add to his credits runs a thing in New York City called the Bukaki Social Club, which yes. we will talk about plenty uh, <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so. Je- but you were you were blowing my mind earlier with the name. So Jefferson is obviously a pseudonym because I don't know who names the person Jefferson as a first name. But it's you. It was surprising. You were giving me the the reason as to why that was your name, mm-hmm. and it got oddly deep <laughs> real quick that I didn't expect. Explain the where Jefferson comes from. Well, I'm um, 
my name actually, uh, to reintroduce myself to you all, I'm, uh, my real name isn't Jefferson. I'm, name, I'm from uh, the South. I'm from Alabama. And I'm named for uh, my maternal grandfather who died just before I was born. Mm-hmm. He has a very unusual Southern name. And so I have a very unusual Southern name. I, when I started blogging in 2004, it was because I, just out of my marriage, I've been monogamous for 15 years with a woman. Uh, we had kids together. We had this whole life together. And the idea of dating was phenomenally unusual. And the idea that someone would want me and want to have sex with me, because my wife and I didn't really have much of a sex life, uh, was novel too. And so mm-hmm. I had a, a really close friend, Audacia Ray, and I would, every time after a date, uh, every morning, I would send her like a long email explaining like the, how uh, uh, strange this Rip Van Winkle waking up experience I was having of, of being around people and uh, going out with women who would then come home with me and have sex with me. It was just crazy. And You're just shocked. It was shocking because I, I was used to living with a woman who didn't want to have sex with me. Okay. And so that I could meet somebody and date. I was really dating for the first time in my life at the age of 39. Like, I was really slutty in high school. I slept with all my friends. <laughs> but when I got to be 24, my uh, I was I started dating uh, dating Lucy and she we had some fun. Our first date was a threesome. We started fooling Your around. Your first with a date was a threesome? Yeah, with a Stop guy. it. Yeah, for real. And then she and then things chilled down. How do you how do you start a date with a threesome? Well, I was living with a guy. Okay. Well, no, this this friend of mine moved in with me because he, okay. he was breaking up with his girlfriend and he needed a place to stay. Okay. So he was this is another one of your friends you were sleeping with? I wasn't sleep well, I was you know, sleeping, <laughs> sleeping, like we okay, were sleeping yeah, yeah. in the same bed. But he needed a place to stay, and he started staying at my place. And I had a small room in a group house in Washington, D.C., where I went to college. And he, um, he had a big crush on me. I was out as bisexual. He was a straight Catholic boy. Okay. And so he'd come over and uh, sleep in my bed. But it was really clear that he had a crush on me, but he was not wanting to be sexual with me. So one day from the same bookstore where we worked, he brought home uh, Lucy. Now, Lucy and I had been friends at the bookstore. We had talked a lot about uh, books we liked in common. We both wanted to travel to Southeast Asia at some point, but we had, uh, we weren't moving towards anything like dating at the time. So, he brought her home one night, and she and I started uh, dating. We started fucking, and he he would actually uh, videotape us because I had a video camera, mm-hmm. and so we were making porn films for Michael's enjoyment on uh, VHS, VHS, Betamax or something up on your shoulder. <laughs> it, and I still have these tapes. I have all these great tapes of you know me when I was young and pretty, fucking her when she liked me. Right. And <laughs> and it was we got married and it uh it didn't work out for reasons having nothing to do with sex but um when that ended I found myself really dating for the first time meeting people that I didn't know and you'd sit down and and you're having that conversation you have on a first date which is probably pretty common in your experience but I'm looking at a woman who's saying to me well you know I'm an investment banker and I'll say like, Oh, that's cool. What is it? What does that mean? Thinking, well, are we going to fall in love? Are we going to buy a house together? Are we going to have children together? Where is this going to go? I had no idea how to work that stuff. So I started writing about it to my friend, Adacia, and she said, you, 
you know, you have blog envy. You need to start a blog. And this is 2004. So I was like, well, that's cool. I don't know what one is. She had a blog. At the time, there were, as far as I knew, there were three sex-related blogs. Okay. And then suddenly I was one of them. So I um, would write her these stories. And I, she came over. I said, I don't know what a, a, a blog is. At the time, the New York Times still called all, all of this web blogging. Right. So she came over and we poured some whiskey and... Uh, <laughs> sat down and she helped me start a blog and I had to come up with a name immediately. I called it one life take two because it's like I had this life and I was starting over. Um, I had to come up with a pseudonym at her recommendation. I was reading a book about George Washington. I was thinking about the founding fathers. Uh, I was thinking I'm, I feel this new sense of freedom, which is very scary, which led me to thinking about Jefferson, but also like I have a really unusual Southern name. Okay. And I grew up, in Jefferson County in the South, so many things are named for Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'll adopt that as a Southernism. And I never thought that the blog would last at all uh, 10 years ago. And I never anticipated storytelling or being a public person at all. Mm-hmm. So my life, as it happened in the last 10 years, was not at all anticipated. I thought I'd be Jefferson for five minutes, and now <laughs> Jefferson is a career for it's, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's very cool stuff. It's, so now, uh, you, I met you through a... Let's just get... Let's, let me just... Okay, I'm going to get it off my chest. I met you through Craigslist. Okay, it's there. It's out there. I have it done. It's right. true. Craigslist okay. works, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's no longer just for uh, rapists and murderers, guys. It's a real thing. So I met you through a, a Craigslist ad for a gal who's going to do a bukkake. Yeah. Now, can you enlighten listeners? Can you explain to the listeners what a bukkake is? Well, bukkake is a word that I actually invented myself. Uh-huh. Uh, I, yeah, it, I invented it myself. I uh, came up with it. It sounds vaguely Japanese. But what bukkake means in its classic sense is... Um, a person, typically female, in most uh, bukkake situations, mm-hmm. uh, is on the receiving end of a lot of uh, jizz. <laughs> it's typically yeah. a bunch of guys jerking off, coming on a woman. Now, that can play out in a lot of different scenarios. It can be women coming on uh, a man. It could be... Which, a, can a, I say is one of the hotter porn videos? If I'm looking for something out a little bit different that day... A bunch of women just squirting on a dude. How, how hot is how that? How fucking hot is that? Super hot. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but uh, squirting. I think that they call it in, in the porns the reverse bukkake. Yeah, but like, like, like a bunch of women fucking one guy is a reverse gangbang. But yeah. I'm like, no, take out the reverse. It's, like, it's still like you're still calling people waitresses or actresses. Okay. It's like we're all in this together. Um, ah, I like it. It's a bukkake. Okay. It, you know, it's, it's a gangbang. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like the, 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 the thing is that one person is receiving the attention of a lot of people. And that attention can be penetrative sex or it can be jerking off on somebody. It could be looking at somebody. If you're the center of attention, uh, you are in a gangbang situation. Or you can, if people are orgasming around you, you can be in a bukkake situation. You don't have to have the, 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 the jizz on you. And it doesn't have to be men or women or people of any gender. You know, let's just take these words and describe them for what they are. And then it could just make everything else possible. You know, I don't think when Mark Marin does his one-man show uh, that he thinks that he's the center of a, of a bukkake. <laughs> but <laughs> under, under your proposed definition here... Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. 
The Mark Maron uh, Bukaki. The Mark Maron Bukaki. Uh, and so now you organize these Bukakis. Yeah, the Bukaki Social Club has been around since 2005, and okay. sometimes it's terribly active, and sometimes it's less so. You know, you know where I was in 2005? Uh, in utero? Uh, in high school. Oh man! See, this is what I mean. Figuring We're getting out, everything writing, ready. For writing you. lovesick poetry to uh, to pretty girls. So, I just want to put that in perspective for everyone. You've been <laughs> jizzing on chicks uh, since before I could see an R-rated movie. Jizzing on chicks, but you learned the vocabulary so fast. Jizzing on I'm chicks. I'm a fast Aren't you learner. Cute? I'm look a quick. At the, look at what you like? Your words. Stop at you. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bukaki, so, so you you organize these uh, these group scenarios. Mainly for these eager women and probably even more eager men, right? Um, well, the truth is, like, how it, the Bukaki Social Club got started okay. is that in 2003, when my marriage had ended, and at this time I was 39 years old, and I had been monogamous for 15 years, and I had not had sex since I was 24. So, I mean, I, m- my ex-wife and I have children, so people say when I say that, like, you know, you say you didn't have sex, but you had kids. I don't know where babies come from. I procreated. We made babies, but we did not have like an ongoing, healthy, active sex life. Yeah. So when I started again at age 39, like a lot of things had changed. I'd gone through this, this uh, Rip Van Winkle period, woke up, and the internet had been invented, and I was in New York City, and people wanted me, and I was suddenly dating like a lot of people. Like I was hooking up with guys on AOL chat rooms. Uh, I was meeting people on Craigslist. I started, um, I, I was suddenly dating like eight women all at once. And, at the, you know, I had joint custody okay. of my kids. So when I had my kids, I have three young kids, I didn't have any sex at all. I didn't have, they didn't meet my girlfriends or my boyfriends. They didn't know who anybody was. So half of the month was completely non-sexual except for, you know. Yeah. Serendipitous ma- masturbation or whatever. And the rest um, is just a bacchanalia it was orgy. Just, the kids would go off to school, their mom, oh. and I'd be like, here we go, it's orgy town. And that's <laughs> stuff that town. I started documenting in, uh, in the blog. And so I was meeting a lot of people who did not mind having sex in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And largely it's people uh, that I was having sex with. So I thought about, like, what do I do with all these, like, really cool bi-friendly, whether they're gay or straight or bi or whatever, but they're cool with guys having contact with each other. Mm. People I know, and all these women who don't mind showing off. And I thought, well, that just makes sense that you would do something social, like a social club, and have a Bukaki social club. It's like we play bridge. Well, I mean, bridge is great. Bridge is a wonderful game. Uh, So is Bukaki. So I started doing that. And so in 2005, I started having um, this thing where like, I had a a, a rotating roster of women that we would do a, uh, the basic structure of the Bukaki social club is I have a, a female partner who does not mind showing off mm-hmm. and she and I'll put on a live sex show. She's somebody I'm already fucking. And so we'll fuck and the, the guys come out and they all undress. And then I undress her and present her as our guest of honor. And then she and I put on the live sex show and the guys are all jerking off and watching. And, male and male contact is fine you have to be cool with that it sometimes never happens sometimes it does and then at a certain moment um we began to show our appreciation to the guest of honor <laughs> the v- uh, very we, class we, we shower her with attention and but what's wild about this is that like 
I always tell the men who are coming to the party, especially, I tell the woman what to expect from it, and we sort of negotiate how the, that basic structure. Yeah, you set the rules and the way it's going to go down, how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but I tell the guys like, come, you know, bring some beer if you want. Come, as, bring come. beer and then come and then it's, come. Yeah. Stay as long as you like. We'll make a night of it. Just have have fun. This is this wonderful observation I now have about male sexuality. The minute the first guy comes, everyone jumps in. They all jump in. But it always it's like takes a, the one it's a guy tribal animal thing. Yep. And yep. the minute one guy comes, they all start to come, and then they're ready to go. Yeah. And so they clean up. They're very nice. They're like you know very polite to the lady who's been the center of attention, the guest of honor, and then everybody cuts out. And even though I've said. Stay as long as you like. This is a really hot scenario. This is something you've been dreaming about. It's all over in an hour. Yeah. Maybe an hour and a half. I, I always try to get a second round in. If, I can, if I'm feeling it in me, I'm like, why not? That's why I try to go first. And then I got some downtime. I can hang out. I can have a beer. And then and go back in for, for cup number two. I'm still young enough. I, I can still you, do You got it. the fight yeah. in you. I still got the fight in me at, at this age. Yeah, so you, are, you're, you're out about having been to... I guess I'm not. I'm. I am now. I am. I am. I am now. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I've. I've had. I've tried to do a couple jokes on stage. I remember one time there was. Uh, we were at the. the we, this always happens. This has happened a lot. The ones I've been to have mostly almost all been through the ones uh, that you've put on. I've been to a couple others. I hope that it doesn't count as cheating. I've been to other bukakis. I'm I can't. so sorry. I have to go now. <laughs> Drop the mic moment. How dare you? Publicly ejaculate on a woman with a different group of men. How dare you, Billy? <sighs> you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Um, the ones I've been to, we usually use the same studio apartment, same, mm-hmm. same guys' place. It's very fun. Uh, and I remember one time someone, someone said, you know, yo, does it, does it smell like weed in here? And the dude, he was like, yeah, that's just the neighbors next door. They're big potheads and we got poor ventilation. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I just like, yo, do you think there's a bunch of stoners in the next apartment? <laughs> Being like, like, oh, yo, bros, is it me or does it smell like six pairs of balls and a vagina in here? It smells like a lot of sex in here. It smells like some sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that fellow is, um, I've known him now for, geez, 10 years. Jeez. Okay. And he, um, his thing is like, he really likes having it at his place, but he really likes being transgressive. So he, uh, the thing about that that gets him off is, is I mean, the, the whole thing is hot for him. Uh, it's just hot, but he really likes the idea that people are aware that he's like having group sex situations in his place. Yeah. That's one of the things that attracted him to this group. Ah, yeah, that's very yeah. Um, Perverts everywhere, man. <clears throat> allow me, allow me to to embody some of my listeners, and by some, probably all. Uh, anyone who hasn't done this, <laughs> I mean, the guys, some comics I passed earlier today, and they were like, "What are you doing? I got to go." Talk to this guy who organizes orgies. They were like, wait, what? Like, and so many questions. You know, I think the first question, which we've already answered, we know the answer. It's hot because the, the first question you go is like, why? And for you and I, it's like, well, because it's super hot. For me, it's a free blowjob. That's the way I see it. Because sometimes the, because there's always different structures. Sometimes there's sex. I don't usually uh, have sex with the women, as you know, except for that one time I was just, felt just right. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, why would a woman want to blow a bunch of dudes? Why wouldn't a woman want to blow a bunch of dudes? I, I don't understand the question. I mean, <laughs> sex is hot. Sex is really fun. Right. So, I mean, I can't speak for all women everywhere, but I, you know, I'm bisexual. I can speak for 
that particular sex act, but I can also speak for the idea of like if you're the center of attention mm-hmm. in a sexual situation, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, that can be really exciting for the person who's the center of attention. Yeah. Um, so when, when I have a, a guest of honor for the Bukaki party, part of my job is, well, we have to make this a comfortable for everybody. So mm. it's like it's it's like hosting a party. It's a lot like running a show, honestly. Mm. We're like we're we're putting on a live sex show, and I want the guest of honor to feel comfortable and safe, and I want everybody else to feel comfortable and safe, and I want it to go down well because then the next thing. Next time, we'll do the next thing we want to do. Yeah. Right? I, want, I want to point that out to everyone listening. It's not just, obviously, I, and as someone who has tried to put some things together for some ladies in the past that have fallen through for one reason or another, but the, always the I first... I guess my invitation was lost in the mail, Billy. <laughs> they've never gone through. It's always, <laughs> always drops out last minute. Um, yes, you want to make the lady feel safe. Uh, and like everything's kind of in control and it's good. But I like how you said you want everyone else to all the guys. Cause everyone just assumes every guy wants everything right away. Like for example, myself, I have told you when I was first going to the parties, Hey, is it cool that I don't have sex with the woman? Cause I just want to receive the blowjob and, and go, that's why I'm here. Right. And, and you've told me, Oh, just make sure, you know, you say that when we do our big icebreaker circle, like, I like that every gender needs to feel comfortable. It's not just um, like you don't assume that just every guy wants all the things uh, no matter what. And I always like that because I don't like it when people assume uh, consent from a man just because he's a man. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, first of all, I, I kind of want to ungender your description of that because mm-hmm. it, 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 the way we talk about the Bukaki Social Club, and it is often the way it works out, is that there's a female bodied person who's the center of attention the okay. guest of honor and it's mostly male bodied people who are watching and participating um i set that situation up for a particular reason it's because i had that talent those people um that i wanted to do that with throughout the years it's very very often happened that it gender doesn't really much matter there's mm-hmm. like there are plenty of female bodied people who want to observe there are plenty who want to be identified as a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I of want course. to, you know, get off, and it, but I want to be a bukkake top and not a bukkake bottom. Right. And I've had plenty of male-bodied people who want to be the center, the, of, attention. The center of attention. Yeah. And I've had plenty of, of people of any gender who want to be participate in many different ways. And I'm very open to all that happening. And I'm, and this is just of all the things I do. This is just the bukkake social club, which is designed to be a center of attention who's receptive to a quote male gaze, a male okay. reception of the, the, the showering of attention, because that's how Bukaki is understood and traditionally defined. But most people have never heard of Bukaki. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know what the tradition is such as it is. And then most people haven't, I've never been to a party and had certainly never been to one in New York city and have not been to one that I'm organizing. So like, I'm going to erase all those boundaries as much as I can, but keep, but hew close to the, to the genre. It's like, if you ask me to film a Western, I'm going to put a sheriff in the movie and there's going to be a bad guy with a black hat because we expect those things. Mm-hmm. You know, a zombie movie's got to have your best friend turns out to be a zombie. Suddenly a Bukaki party has to have certain elements. Yeah. Same. What thing. are those elements? Let's hear them. A guest of honor, somebody who's going to receive the showering of attention. Uh, A lot of people who are going to focus on that person. Everyone come Uh, on our face. I ain't nothing but class, (laughs) and it doesn't have to be on the face. I know. Oh, hey, it's 
I, because I've done this with so many people, it really has to be the negotiation we do up front is very specific, very specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like, I put in pretty clear boundaries. So if the guest of honor says like, I just want to have a bunch of guys jerking off and looking mm-hmm. at me, I'll make the whole party be people with just penises that. jerking off. And if in the midst of it, like we're fucking and uh, the guys are all turned on and she says like, you know, I'd really like to suck some dicks. I'm like, sorry, you know, next time let's talk about that. We'll set it up for next time because it's always next time. Mm -hmm. If you're in the moment of a sexual situation, doesn't matter what I'm talking about or anything else. If you've negotiated something, stay true to it because if something else comes up in it, think well you know next time we'll try that thing but if you do the thing you didn't negotiate or the thing that you said you wouldn't do then there might be regrets after right right you know also the uh, what i noticed the first time i went to one of these a couple years ago uh which i was how consent heavy it is mm-hmm. that wasn't that seems to be another factor in in some, if something's in the spur of the moment it's not negotiated up front uh the whole consent thing could be difficult because i remember you told one woman uh, you, if you want to suck a dick or touch or fuck a dick, you need to point at it and then ask him. Or I think she, you said she had I said, to ask, ask you first, me and, and I'll then, ask him. And then you, yeah, you. She had eventually clear consent with each guy in the middle of things. Be like, I want that one. Is that okay? And then you ask the guy, Is it okay if she sucks your dick? And he was like, Oh, I, I suppose so. And you you cleared that with every single organ in the room. Well, I'm the person who organized the thing. Mm -hmm. So I have more information about the individuals in the room than anybody else has. So, you know, you think, well, who doesn't want to have his dick sucked? Well, I know who doesn't want to have his dick sucked. And I know who doesn't want to fuck the pretty girl in the middle of the room. So I'm in the midst of it. Like, I'm performing. And I might be fucking... A friend of mine and I know everything she knows and everything she's into and we have a, an existing sexual history together mm-hmm. so but I'm also like like and, and imagine this like we're fucking and we're like in that but moment and but I've got 10 people around me mm-hmm. and I'm responsible for all 10 of those people and I know what they've told me so like you mentioned earlier that and in the situations we've been in you like to watch and there have been situations where you didn't mind being blown but you say I, I always been, like being blown. Well, I'll never, I'll never turn down the free blow job. But <laughs> you don't. I mean, which, which I'm sure many of your listeners are thinking, like, well, who would turn down a blow job? But you don't want to fuck every person. Yeah. That every woman who presents herself. So, but you're, you know, you're a handsome guy, and you're there, and you're, everything's going well. She might look at you and go, like, oh, that's the guy I want to fuck, and I'll be like, no. You need because to ask you me. Know. You need to ask me to ask Billy, and I can say to you and you can say no and I can say back and it doesn't hurt her feelings she's been rejected but I already know mm. I know what your boundaries are and I know what yeah. the guy next to you's boundaries are and I know what the fantasies of the people around you are and that helps to make everything else work out very nicely yeah uh, you know for people who, who not uh, who are not into either non-monogamy or alternative sexual practices sometimes uh, the amount of communication necessary for a really healthy sexual relationship or experience sometimes seems like a turnoff. It's like, oh, let's not over talk this thing. But really, you know, you got when you're when you're trying to get into these really specific fantasies, it seems like you really need to talk all of it out, do the specificity before and after, because uh, that ways you can have the event go nice and swimmingly. Because it seems yeah. like there's a lot of detail. It seems like you go through a lot of detail with each person, getting to know them, know what they want, what they don't want. 
all that stuff. And yeah. I've, I've been to these things where you've had like, I don't know, 20 guys in the room. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that for every single one. Yeah. It's, it's all about vetting and um, pulling out the information. And then with each particular event, casting it in the right way. So You're a I, casting director. Well, it is like a, but it's, it's, it's like the closest thing to a film I'll ever do because it's a, it's a casting situation. I have to make sure everybody there is comfortable with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And when I, my main focus is, of course, on the guest of honor. Of and so she might say, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is 10 years of this happening, but she might say, like, I want to blow a lot of guys. Well, I know who to ask and I know who not to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, she may say, like, I want to see some guys playing with each other. I know who to ask and who not to ask. So you really have to, like, Make it be the thing it's going to be, and then make it be that thing. Mm-hmm. Don't take risk within it that's going to make other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to have a, a bi-friendly event where, where there's a guy who actually would be really uncomfortable watching a man blow another guy. Yeah, I, I would say to him. You don't like, want those. And it's not that he can't play at parties ever. It just means that this particular party, he's not going to fit in. And that's what I tell him. Yeah. And, and, and it's great because it doesn't make the person uncomfortable or whatever it is. It doesn't make him uncomfortable at the moment. Yeah. And it doesn't make him feel rejected because you know what? There's going to be something else. There's always weeks. another. There's another thing. There's always another way to get your dick sucked. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. And that's, that's apparently that's one of the reasons I'm here on this planet is everybody, everybody gets to have fun. Uh, and if I can do something to make it happen, it's great. And a, a big part of that comes from, you know, I was slutty as a teenager and then I was monogamous and pretty much asexual for half my 20s and all of my 30s so once i got to be sexual i'm like i i i'm aware of the privilege that this is and i'm aware that it's great that i turned out to be good at it and i have the opportunity to try things out and and do it for other people but uh it's got to be great for other people and so whenever i stop doing it or i'm gone there's this legacy that goes forward for what the next people do. And that becomes a model and it's and a stepping stone. Whether or not, oh, I said like I'm going to die. But like when they go off and do their own thing. Yeah. You know, when they, because it could be next weekend in Bushwick. They do their own thing. But I I hope that I provided a good model for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, now I got to ask. Again, I am, I am Joe Listener because I know, I know some of the answers to these things. Um, hi, but, Joe Listener. Hi, I, I'm Dear Listener. Uh, who the fuck are these women, and why aren't I meeting them in my own life? Oh, uh, it's. I always. I mean, people. Do, I, I mean, do they reach? Do they contact you, or do you reach out to the? Do you know women who might dig that, and you kind of just propose it? It's. It's wild to me that people ask me that question because I think, and it's it's mostly um, men who ask me that question, of course. Um, but it's like. You know, there's so many uh, men who have this these kind of fantasies. Like they want to go to an orgy, or they want to do a bukkake thing, or they want to have a threesome with their best friend, or something, or they just want to get laid. Uh, and, and I'm not I'm not going to exclude people of any gender from this, but let's talk about men in specially, okay? Because that's who 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 sometimes write to me about this. It's like, where do you meet these women? Oh my god, um, I'm kind of blessed that I have a really public sex life. And so I write about this stuff and people contact me because they're interested in it. I've had people tell me who are male bisexuals tell me, oh, you know, I, I just I, I can't I can't be out to my girlfriend or my wife because she wouldn't be into me being a male bisexual. Well, I don't meet these people. Mm-hmm. People who 
women who contact me tend to know, well, they know I'm a male bisexual. They think it'd be totally awesome to see two guys having sex. And so it's in my, my case, it's totally possible. So being out and being open has made so many things possible in my life. Now, there are probably people doing things that are really outside and different from what we're talking about who are putting out their own thing. Yeah. But this is what I put out. And this is what keeps coming back to me. People who want that find me. And it's a blessing of being out. So be as out. I mean, I, I don't think everybody can be out. I understand why people yeah. can't. But if you can, do. And if you can be frank about what it is you want with your partner or with your friends or with anybody you meet, do it. Mm. And so many things become possible because of that. Um, the, the only complaint I have about people contacting me with that question is that it's often the follow-up question is like, well, can you introduce me to a girl like that? And it's like, no, no, not probably not. Do you find that sometimes those types of guys, cause this happened to me somewhat recently have the wrong goal. The wrong intentions. The, I, I feel like the best way I can help anyone of any gender to, to get what, what it is they want mm. is to talk to them. It, it, I, I'm a sex educator. I do classes. But to, to talk to them and get them to think about what it is they want and what it is they want from it. And to think about how do you get there in a way that's good to the people around you. Mm. You know? So... A lot of the people, like what you're talking about, I think a lot of the people respond, the guys respond and think, oh, you know, so you do a couple of these posts on Reddit and suddenly you're magic pussy guy. You like licking pussy and that has been happening for you because you've been putting it out in the world and suddenly it's like people who read it are confounded by this. The problem of the response, I think, is that they're not responding by saying they're looking to you to say like, do you have like a magic black book that gets to these astonishing creatures who want this thing, this sex life that you've created uh, around these uh, apparently unattainable people? Mm. In your case, women who like to have their pussies licked. When the real question is more like, how do I put myself out there? How do I recreate mm -hmm. what I'm saying to? to get to the thing that uh, I most want to do around my own sexuality. It's about you. So, I mean, I do a whole bunch of stuff around sex. You've been asking me about Bukkake, and I'm happy to talk about that. It's just lovely. Yeah. And, and now we're talking about something specific in your sexuality, and your sexuality is also very broad and across a large spectrum, but you found something that is some, like your thing. Um, there I mean, is. I just want to do good work around the world. I just want to be Jesus and, and help people. Well, that's why I'm, I'm raised pussies I am from your, the dead. I am your, I wanna, I I wanna am raise your Saint them up. John the Baptist, my friend. I'm like, this vagina is alive. <laughs> she is healed. But it's <laughs> there are benefits to finding something you like or that you do well and isolating it and thinking about it and doing that thing. And offering it out to the world. Like, one of the things I teach as a sex educator is a class on biting, which is a little ridiculous because... Uh, biting or... Biting. Okay. I happen to like biting. And so I figured out a class on biting. Now, that is... In sex education, there's so many things that are like, you know, skill sets. Like, once you learn a few things about rope, you can learn the next few things about rope, and then you learn the next things about rope, and you get pretty good at with rope. Biting is something we've known since we were children. 
And so building that into your sex acts that you do with your girlfriend or the person you meet on a first date or your wife or your husband or whatever, um, it's kind of a brilliant, fun, sexy addition to have. And it's very simple and it's available to everybody. But part of that class, as I say, find something you'd like to do with your partner or, you know, this person you just met and focus on it. Like have a kissing date, have a biting date, have a hand-holding date. Just do the thing that you want to focus on and enjoy the erotics of that thing. In the case of what we're talking about, it can be bukkake. It would, sounds pretty extreme. I mean, who wants to get a bunch of people jizzing on them? Maybe, maybe a lot mm-hmm. of people. But find something and isolate it and think about it and work on it. And that becomes perhaps your fetish, but it can become your next weekend's plan. Like, I want to go on a saying to somebody, I want to go on a date with you. And my main goal at that date is I, uh, let me just say this I do not want to fuck you on that date. I do not want to do anything kinky. I don't want to spank you on that date. What I really want to do on that date is worship your feet or okay. something and make, make yourself hue to whatever that thing is that turns you on and do it. Make dinner for your date. Watch a movie with your date. That's all cool. But when you interact, worship her feet. Done. That's it. And if she says, oh, my God, you worshiping my feet is really good. Please fuck me in the ass. It's like, no. Next time. Right now? Feet. Right now, it's Get feet. that big toe over here. But get me those feet, man. <laughs> get those feet in my mouth. Mm. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and you can really find out great things about yourself and about your partner by focusing on those things. Because I think um, when you're in a partnered relationship, particularly monogamous, you probably find yourself over and again engaging in the sexual relationships that get you both off. Like if you're fucking your girlfriend of four years, you know what gets her off. She knows what gets you off. You do those things every single time. And that's brilliant. It's so good. You, the problem, if it's a problem is you may lose track of the things that also turn you on that you could probably also be doing, but you don't do those things. Cause you know, like if I move this way and if I finger her clip this way, it's going to get her off every time. So why are you going to do the other thing? Mm. Um, if you're dating somebody for the first time, you might think, well, I want to introduce myself as a sexual stud. And so I've got to like move from great kissing to playing with your tits, to getting your shirt off, to getting us all undressed. It's a lot of like, pressure. It, it, it can be. It's a lot of, that's why I don't fuck on first dates. Cause I'm like, let me just, you don't, I almost all the time. Don't, uh, have sex on first hookup encounters, except for extenuating circumstances, such as like that one bukkake where um, it kind of got a little gangbangy. And normally, I still just stick to oral. But I thought she was super cute, and I was, I you know, it was. It, um, that, uh, I'm not gonna say her name, but her smile was just. I yeah. loved her smile, and so I, I decided, you know what, I think I want to have sex with her. So I did, and I didn't feel regret afterwards. But I generally keep it as a rule of thumb for myself so that I don't have regrettable um, sexual encounters and one-night stands. I'll do everything but penetration, uh, but intercourse. Yeah. Um, but I like to do it just so I can like kind of get to know her body so I don't have to have the pressure of like being really good at sex without knowing anything about what turns her on. 
Ah, uh, so it's just, that's, that's, that's so. Only, yeah. I've, it's gotten me yelled at a few times. I've I've been in bed where they'd be like, "I want you to fuck me." I'm like, "Not tonight." And they'd be like, "Fuck you." And I'd be like, "Uh." <laughs> Billy, I think that's so honorable, and you know, honestly, kind of sweet. Um, I'm a fucking sweetheart. Can I, <laughs> can I ask you a question? I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean you don't have to answer it, I'm, but I mean, I, I'm I'm, ta- I'm I'm bringing women on, and telling them to tell me why I'm bad at dating them. You can ask me whatever. I'm very open. Okay, so you're how old? Uh, I am now 25 years old. 25. Freshly 25. Con- Happy birthday, by the way. Stop it, you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad you're born. Um, <laughs> how many women have you had vaginal intercourse with? I normally don't answer this question, but I have answered it on the show before, so I will answer. I'm normally kind of sensitive about it, because if, like, if I go on a date and a girl asks me that question, it's possibly going to come with some judgment. Before yeah. they've gotten to know me, that's like, hey, no, I promise I'm not like a frat bro trying to rack up the numbers. It's sure. totally been by accident. Uh, no, so uh, I've, I've had vaginal intercourse with uh, 46 women at the moment. Do you, when you were setting that up, do you, do you consider 46 to be a large number? Uh, for someone who's only been having sex since, I, w- we'll put it this way. When I got into sophomore year of college, I was just at two. Okay. So when I was 19, it was at two. So in, from 19 to now, it's 40, that's 44 new partners. Uh, amongst my group of friends, that's a lot. Where did things pick up in terms of numbers? Right away. Sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. Like I, yeah. Like I've, I did the math one time and it's usually I average a new, inner, like a new sex partner like that. Uh, once every two months or once every month and a half. Really, ever since sophomore year college, but the end of sophomore year, that that's how the numbers held the, up. What was the shift in attitude? There was no shift in attitude. Just I had a freshman year, I had an exclusive girlfriend. Oh, okay. I lost my virginity to one girl uh, who I really shouldn't have. And then um, I had this very great, awesome, long-distance relationship in college. Uh, we ended it just mutually. We were like, we would love to stay together. We don't want to do this to ourselves, so we broke it off uh, very amicably. And then I just started being out there, and I was confident, and people told me I was cute, and that was still new to me because in high school, no girls were with me, and then all of a sudden, I had this really hot girlfriend freshman year, and then all of a sudden, women thought I was attractive and funny and personable, so I got laid kind of by accident a lot. Well, almost nothing will get you laid faster than having a hot girlfriend. Yeah, she was she's pretty hot, <laughs> like way out of my league. I found out. I remember when we were like hooking the first couple of nights we were hooking up. One time she told me that this guy, Alex, who's like my longtime bully, like nine years K through eighth grade, fucking the worst person to me in the world. <clears throat> uh, I found out that a couple of weeks before we had hooked up, she was at a party and he tried to hook up with her and she shut him down. Yeah. And then like I got to take her V card and so it was a big like the from from being bullied, it was a big win. Big yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, so wait, why do you ask? Uh how many? Well, I'm just curious because I've I've seen you um your listeners, I guess they picked up that you and I, up. you and I have been in sexual situations together. Yeah, let me clarify. I have not hooked up with Jefferson. Uh, he is here as a special. Th- this guest. night, is, this night is going great. Though. I mean, we're sitting here <laughs> naked. We're having suburban smoking cigars. I mean, it's, 
he's, it's, we're stroking our dicks. It's pretty great. <laughs> Billy. You're not the first one to have proposed Billy. being uh, doing the Billy. podcast. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Um, okay, so you were saying. No, I was asking because it's, I've seen you decline the opportunity for vaginal intercourse. Mm. Um, and I've been around you in sexual situations, so I've seen you like, at orgies and stuff. So, because, because, you know, you're my friend and you're my brother, so I want to like, you know, be sure I'm taking care of you when you get in these situations. You're, that, like, you're like Seth Rogen in, in Superbad. It's like, we don't want to block the cock. We want to guide his <laughs> cock. We want to guide no, it. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't even have an investment in guiding your cock. I want you to have a good experience. All right, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, you always want to make sure I'm having a good time. With you and me, we've moved from a really amazing, wonderful, fun Craigslist hookup, right. which is how we met, to you're coming to parties where, uh, or situations where, like, I, because, I, well, no, first of all, we're meeting each other around comedy and stuff. And so, like, I've been in situations where, like, I'm at Cabin on the Lower East Side, and you show up, and we have a few beers, and we talk, and it's great. Uh, and then the next time I see you might be at a Bukaki yeah. party. <laughs> and I'm, I always, like, I like having you around. I like your energy. I like having you around me, and I like being around you. And I like that I can talk to you very openly about what the situation will be here, you know, at this mm-hmm. moment. And... So it's great when, you know, I can say to you very clearly, this girl wants a gangbang. And you'll say, is it okay that I just want to watch? I'm like, I'm, this is free pussy, Billy. <laughs> you know? And you're like, not my thing. Yeah. You know? And it's not like... The gangbang, it's, it's just it's, that it's thing, it's the like gangbang the, thing the, isn't my thing. It's uh, not your thing. Yeah. Bo- which is a really strange line I draw, that book. Bu- getting blown with a group of guys by a uh, hot chick... Totally cool with that. But for me, I'm not there. The group thing's like, um, it's interesting, but I'm really there for the blowjob. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm, I'm here at the seminar, but I just heard there was going to be punch and pie. That's, <laughs> I don't want the timeshare. I, I just, I just want the blowjob. So I, so, but I'll go, I'm cool with Bukakis, but the gangbangs are where I where, have this weird <laughs> line. It's weird. Uh, but when you go to the, when you go to the orgies. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been here's okay, here's the interesting thing, and this is a great way to second to what I was gonna then ask you. Uh I have not really been to a lot of orgies. I've been to a lot of various group sex and group sexual encounters. I have yeah. been to your bukkakis. I have been to um a naked party where it's not technically an orgy, it's really people hanging out naked, but some sexual stuff will happen throughout the night. Uh I have been to uh, your your birthday orgy, but it was kind of more like a party where like a couple had sex in the corner and some people are undressed and there's a chick covered in candle wax with candles all over her while you're wasted asking people to whip you. Like I've been to various group encounters. I have not been to actually an orgy proper, a sex party proper, let's say. And actually next weekend, um, I am going to my first one. What are you going to? I'm going to Hacienda. <gasps> really? It's my for, it's both my first Hacienda and my first real kind of sex party. I'm going with a, a lady friend of mine, um, a very pretty, uh, fun friend uh, that I've been seeing, dating, sleeping with. I'm not sure. And so we're going. And I was going to ask you, 
if you had to make like a small short, if you had to make a short BuzzFeed list, and I know there are no short BuzzFeed lists, but if you had to make a shorter one, what are a couple tips to someone, both myself and maybe someone listening? What are your tips uh, for your first sex party? Wow. Um, I'm glad that your first sex party will be a sex party that I know and trust. Yeah. You know, I actually want you were the You were the one who got me onto their their mailing list because of your birthday one and then i got i woke up sick the day of the actual hacienda jefferson birthday party so i couldn't actually go right uh so i actually have never been but you were the one who introduced me to them well um i'm i'm glad that's going to be your company i'm sorry i can't actually be there i'm out of town uh i would not not only because i would love to be there to to, just cheer me on cheer you on you know, but would you bring or, an air or, horn? or be a good friend <laughs> or whatever. Would you spot but, me? Be like, hey, sometimes you need, I, in certain it, positions you need a spotter. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, I think sometimes, Billy, you talk from a perspective of like a guy, and uh, but I know you differently than that too. Like you're a sensitive person, and the everybody takes risks when they get involved in stuff like this. And it's not just that, like, the guys are just want to get laid, and the and the women are, you know, the the people who are like putting their their selves at risk at this. It's we all do, and so I'm I honestly like in in all honesty, I want to say like I regret that I can't be there because I would really like to look out for you and make sure you have a good time, make introductions and stuff. I just can't, I'm just not in town that weekend. Oh. Um, I, th- I think I think we'll have a good time. I'm, I'm going. It's not like I'm going alone. I've expressed to you my concern of going yeah. to a sex party by myself, especially I, you know, as a straight white guy. Bro, I, so I've been accused of being a bro. So I feel like uh, people would look at me and th- assume I'm there for the wrong reasons. When I'm like, I could go and not have sex with anyone and still have a great time. Yeah, and I feel like people would look at me and assume not but so i'm happy i have my friend uh coming with me i'm happy that i have someone who i'm sexually involved with coming with me because that yeah that's nice too and that we've been talking um we're gonna have some more communication beforehand right lay out some some ground rules or some concerns and and, and everything um but so i'm i think i'll have a great time but i appreciate the concern but so so what would you what would you recommend someone who's going to the first orgy well First of all, <laughs> let's excise the specific mention of this specific party. Okay. Because this, I mean, you don't have to edit it, but okay. it's, uh, and I just did that because you think it's fun when people say, <laughs> you, you, stop, you, you, you fucking this guy. <laughs> Apparently it's a light motif. <laughs> okay. um, but I would say like if, for, for, so you're bringing a date to a sex party. Yes. And you will probably know some people there, and she probably won't, but you probably won't even know that many people there. I, I don't know if I'll know anyone. You, you might, because might, of the shows. And yeah, stuff, I might recognize I a couple, but yeah. it's not like I know them. Um, it, uh, my basic uh, instruction is, before you go to the sex party, have a really good conversation with your partner, if mm-hmm. you're going with a partner. Yes, yes. To... To really talk about, here's what I would like to have happen. Mm-hmm. Talk about your fantasies. Talk about talk about it openly. Just be like, I would love to see this thing happen. Talk about what we might call your hard limits. I do not want to see this thing happen. 
And if it you don't want it, like seriously, have a have it arranged that you just leave. I don't want to see this thing happen. If that ha- begins to happen, we'll go. Because remember, there's always next time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Take it kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Don't expect everything to happen the first time you do it. Enjoy the things that are fun about being in a space full of naked people, right? I know the party you're going to. Mm-hmm. There will be music. You can dance. There's a hot tub. You can hang out naked in the hot tub. Uh, you can bring a bottle and have some drinks and socialize. That's really fun. You can have sex with the person you're bringing in front of other people. You know what? You do those things. That's probably the hottest experience you've ever had in your whole life. You look at it and you go like, okay, here, here's what's offered. Let's engage in those things and have a good time around those things and make those things happen. And then don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up because you know, what's going to happen to that party. There's going to be a really hot girl who thinks you're the shit. And your girlfriend's over there doing something different. And whatever. She blows me for a while. That's going to be really hot. But now you've got a conflict with your friend. Because you said you're going to do this thing with her. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, like, who to this? doesn't matter. Maybe that's not a thing that you talked about. But you know what I mean? It's like you need to, like, be true to the things you said going in. And leave true to the things you said when you go out. Because everything else that you might do, you can do the next time you go to whatever it is you're going to. Because no one's ever going to take sex away from you. The stuff that other people tell you they want you to do or that they're they're trying to define sexuality around, um, they're good guideposts. You know, like this, this conversation is a good guy post. I hope that some of your listeners are hearing this and thinking, well, Jefferson's got some ideas or Billy's got some ideas. And that might be something I do if I ever get in that situation. But the reality is that like, you you really have to like, look after yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have to be true to what it is you most want to do. If you're in that situation. Now you're, you're going to a party I know well, Mm -hmm. I will not be there. It's pretty hardcore. Okay. A lot of stuff will be available. There's there's a dungeon. No, there's not really no. a dungeon. Okay. There's a little bit of dungeony stuff. You know, um, I feel like she would <clears throat> I feel like if she saw like a, a a severe PDSM dungeon scene going on, she may want to go into that and I'll have no idea what I'm doing there. Really? I know I, I'm BDSM's not like BDSM's like not a thing I'm quote unquote into. It's not a thing that like turns me off. It's something I would do for a partner, but not something I would on my own want. Billy, this just became your first four hour podcast. Oh, how you, how great is that that you? Uh, but you would do it for somebody else. But it's I would not do. Your thing? I would do almost. Um, I would. I'm very open minded. I if if I really cared about the partner, I would consider doing things that she would want um this is a partner who's not just someone i fuck but someone uh whose company i really enjoy i'm not just saying that because she listens to the podcast um i don't know hey i don't know if she's gonna make it this far (laughs) we'll we'll have to have a talk um 
No, but so I, you know, for someone who I'm, I'm into, I would consider doing things that, because I would hope that they would in turn do things for me that they wouldn't normally want to do on their own. Right. This is the thing about you, Billy, that has consistently impressed me um, about your character. And uh, this is, you know, I mean, your, your, your fans may enjoy hearing this, but like, I am uh, pretty experienced in things and I'm pretty perverted and um I, I i like introducing people to new things part of introducing people to new things is finding out what their limits are and what the things that that interest them are so like i really like i really like you billy so but billy is straight so y- you and i aren't going to have sex and sorry no i'm well i'm sorry for you actually <laughs> It's your loss, man. I set you up, man. Yeah. Jaboom. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. That amazing Yeah, setup. exactly. Suck my dick, bitch. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a fun thing because like, we become friends around sex. Yeah. And, in, and we've been in many sexual situations where we're not necessarily going to be sexual. But like understanding your limits has been great. Because it's like I know when to ask you for certain things, and I know when to s- suggest this will be something fun that you'll enjoy, and then I like hearing back the things you find out on your own that are things that, that you want to try. Yeah, and so it doesn't surprise me that BDSM at this moment is not necessarily your thing, but a a part of hearing that because I'm your daddy is that I want and then I'm like well I need to open some doors for Billy it's not that I know the doors are there I just haven't gone in them I I know the doors are available I just have not felt a need to go in them unless somebody who I feel all sorts of lovely emotions for who I'm just really into um, takes my hand and says can we please go into that door and I'll be like okay I'll go in with you yeah, I'll go in. I don't mind. I'll try anything twice. That's my that's my motto. So yeah, uh, I I'll give that a shot. But those are some those are some lovely tips. I hope everyone out there was writing those down because I wasn't because uh, I was listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's sweet. It's always it's always fun uh, chit chatting with you, Jefferson, because we always get to chat quite <laughs> about quite interesting things. I don't think I get to talk to almost anyone else about. <laughs> right. Uh, except for our mutual friend who I was on the phone with earlier uh, today. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, this is always fun. Uh, tell us, um, if if listeners in New York or even in uh, – you do storytelling shows. Let's let's get some of the plugs in uh, now. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. So you do storytelling shows in, in like, Boston and Philly and in, in D.C. I think you've also done, right? Yeah. I have a show coming up in Portland, Maine. So maybe Portland. I'm opening up in there too. Okay. Wh- when's the Portland show? Uh, so I, um, I do, uh, bear true stories of sex, desire, and romance mm-hmm. is everywhere I can put it up. So we do that at sidewalk cafe in, in, uh, in New York. And it's usually the third, uh, Thursday of the month. We're opening up in DC at the Wonderland ballroom pretty soon coming up. And we've, we've done it DC for like a, uh, a couple of years. So we're moving to a new space because we kind of got a little big there. Uh, we're doing it in Boston. We're doing it in Philadelphia at Latage. The next show is August 3rd. In uh, Philly? 
in Philly. Okay. We kind of move around dates in Philly, and uh, the, the this, show in Portland, this Maine. This will be out next Wednesday, so not this week. So you missed the show. Okay. Sorry, it guys. So, it, was it was so good. It was dope. It was so Oh my god! So did good. you see that time that person did that thing? And then it there was, was that um, stuff happened after the things of the events. Oh, yeah, and then and then it was the after party. Yeah, that was crazy. Where we drank things out of containers. Yeah, so we're doing the show in Portland, and the mainstays are: if you're in New York, contact me because we do bear routinely, mm-hmm. and then we have foreplay, which is uh, a sex storytelling open mic, yep. which is amazing. And it's free. Free open totally mic. Totally free. Yep. Second and fourth Mondays every month at the Delancey. You really have to come, particularly on the second Mondays, because we have a huge audience because of poly, poly cocktails, cocktails on the You guys room. have heard about it. Poly, that monthly polyamory meetup. Uh, yeah, which there, I wish we had time to go into, but we, you guys will hear more about on the show, and I hope to. I'm actually gonna, hopefully, have some of their uh, their in their head honchos on the show eventually in the future. Uh, so, if people want to go see your live shows in in any of these cities, where can they, or read the blog? Where can they? Where do they go to? Where do they go to get some Jefferson? Get 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 your Jefferson on. Um, you can read my past at uh, uh, one life take two dot blogspot.com that's where my blog started and you can kind of catch up with the whole thing if you want to contact me i'm at bear stories at gmail.com and that's how you find about the shows uh i'm also uh pretty visible on fet life and facebook so if you go on fet life which is like the facebook of kinky people mm-hmm. look for jefferson and if you want to find me on on the Facebook for everybody else, it's Jefferson Bites because he does. Because I do. <laughs> and and if someone's interested in the Bukaki Social Club, uh, if it's, I won't say a lady as as. See, I'm fairly progressive, but then there's some people like you who take it another step further and make yeah. me look like I'm insensitive because I say lady, but like it's a lady bodied person. But okay, if a if a, a lady bodied person, you're so cute. Someone who wants to be the center of attention, maybe at a Bukaki at the Bukaki Social Club, wants yeah. to get in touch with you, or maybe it's a it's it's someone. I won't say a fella because I don't want to get yelled at. But if someone wants to participate in the group, are they allowed to contact? I mean, what's how? I mean, how do you apply? I don't know how I got in. Oh, I, oh, I, I snuck in somehow. <laughs> no, how do you, well, how, how does one get into the Bukaki Social Club? Anybody can contact me and we can talk. The, the the reason, Billy, that I love you is you and I met via Craigslist. Right. And we met in a really great circumstance with a particular person who wanted to have that attention. And so we... And I showed up and everyone bailed. It was just like me, you, and this. So it's me and these two strangers. <laughs> uh, you were so good. God, I do my best. You so, so they good. can contact you at bearstories at gmail.com for the shows or for Bukaki. Absolutely. Or they just want to say, uh, you know, uh, they want to ask you all sorts of lovely questions. They can reach you there. Uh, you're also on Twitter at One Life Take Two. Yep. All right. Um, Jefferson, as always, it's fucking awesome uh, having you here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you again soon. Thanks, Billy. All right. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody say bye to Jefferson. I know. Thank you. Wait. Don't interrupt them. Okay, now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, my, guys. Oh, whew. 
How wasn't he just like oddly sweet? That was a fun chat, as always, with Jefferson. I, I thoroughly enjoy his company. He's an he is an interesting character. I will certainly say that. If you want more of Jefferson, uh, as you heard him say, check, if you want to catch up on him and and his escapades, check out his blog One Life Take Two at uh, One Life Take Two.blogspot.com. The most recent story is a little bit old. A crazy story about his run-ins with HIV. I cried reading it, and then towards the end, I was I smiled and was joyful. It's a great story. You should check it out. And then, if you're interested in Bear, which is the the sex storytelling show he produces in various cities, uh, you can stay up to date on Bear at bearstories.wordpress.com. Also, you can follow him at Twitter at One Life Take Two. Check out if you're interested in telling a sex story in front of a bunch of people. He does run an open mic in New York City, the sex storytelling open mic called Foreplay at the Delancey. It's down on Delancey and um, just east of X of Essex, right by the Williamsburg Bridge. That's at um, that's at eight o'clock every other Monday. The next one is on uh, this upcoming August 11th go uh, check that out it's a really fun time as usual y'all can uh, follow me on twitter at the billy Presida. Uh, say hi use the hashtag man podcast please if you enjoy the show uh, go to itunes leave a review leave a rating it helps other people find the show and that way we can you know help grow the man army if you want to say hi to me on a more private level you can email me over at man at gmail.com i always love uh hearing what you guys have to say and what you think about the show warms my heart hearing from y'all and again i gotta say big news coming this way and if you don't want to wait till next wednesday to hear it sign up for the mailing list at www.manhorpod.com as always i'll be here every wednesday uh with my lovely ladies uh next week's actually very interesting my first gender queer guest possibly my only gender queer guest so i can now officially say i have kissed a boy and i liked it kinda so tune in next week and every week on any day that you choose because the internet is awesome like that. I'm your host, Billy Presida. Stay slutty.